I don't have friends. I got family. Welcome back, football fanatics, to a new episode of Cinema D'Amore, crime podcast, true crime podcast. I'm your host, Justin Morgan, and I'm here with... And Lexi. Chuck. And we're going to be discussing the fourth Fast and Furious movie, Fast and Furious. Before we start episode four, I've been listening to our old episodes... I have a couple of quick corrections I'd like to make in some of the other episodes. In the first episode, I state that... Man, I'm so fucking... You should, should, you, should you have your lawyer reading this? No, right. I'm, I'm so fucking tired. <laughs> in the first episode, I said that the Supra sold for $550 million, And in the second episode, I said that the Skyline sold for 550000 It's Brian's Supra sold for $550,000 at Barrett-Jackson Ops. So I just wanted to clear that one up because I keep saying it wrong. So it's five hundred fifty thousand dollars Supra. It's not the f- it's not the first thing you said wrong in the episode. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> so, you can apologize to Fred Durst. Yeah. Wow. For telling he him was, he wasn't in he that was movie. Coming out of the trunk of a car for five seconds, like. I was mistaken. <laughs> Lexi's like, he's not even in the soundtrack. And I send him the soundtrack. I'm like, he's on the soundtrack. It's fine. I remembered. <laughs> Do you think, you know, they, they didn't record that music out of the speakers. That was just, that was just post. What the fuck? That was just movie magic. Oh, God. Um, so this movie comes with a short film that is 20 minutes, which is considered a short film, but it's the longest short film of all time. And it sucks. It's directed by Vin Diesel. It seems like it was directed by somebody who's never picked up a camera before. 
So yeah, it it doesn't even look good. So I I don't understand what the hell is going on. It's supposed to set up the story beforehand, which it's also like that prelude to Too Fast, Too Furious. You don't need it. You can you just can follow the story without having to see it. But essentially, he's in the Dom Dominican Republic now. Hmm. He went there. For, oh my God. I'm guessing it's because they could film there, because he goes from. Yeah, he's just there in the beginning of this movie for kind of no, not a not a lot of reason. But hold on, he's there. So- but. Remember I said at the end of at the very first Fast and the Furious movie, there's like a secret cut scene where he's driving a red. Yeah, he goes to Mexico. So the red Chevelle that he's driving at the end of that in that cut scene, the red Chevelle that he has in the other scenes that he, in the start of this movie, yeah. that's the Chevelle that he's driving at the very end of in that that cut scene. They bring that car back, so they do actually have him driving the exact same car from the cutscene, the secret cutscene at the end of the very first film. So they do link all that together, which I thought was nice. Yeah, it doesn't make a lot of sense yeah. though, for a guy that's on the run. To drive a bright... In a bright red Chevelle. Bright, drive a... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the most bright red modified car. Chevelle. A very specific... <laughs> yeah, it's a very specific Yeah, the car. straight pipes don't help uh, hide it either. The, uh, the short film, they get this... They get the... Dominican guy out of prison, which is literally just cutting a chain link fence, and he just takes his time getting out. And it's him meeting up with Han. Han alludes that he's not even from Japan, <laughs> he's from the United States. So maybe that'll come back. He's Korean. Is he Korean? Yes. Well, his character says he's from the United, like he's a, he's a, born in the United States or something. He might be, but he I, is I'm not talking about his heritage as much as like I where I am. <laughs> you're like they fucked it up. <laughs> well, they keep calling him Chinaman in the in the thing and he just like is like oh, I'm Japanese. Yeah, he doesn't say is he Korean. Korean? He's Japanese. I thought he was Japanese too. <laughs> he is. I'm just going by what he said. Anyway, the whole short film is about how expensive gas is and they can't afford fuel. And the whole Dominican Republic is so poor because they just need some gas. So it sets up them robbing this gas truck. It also gives you some, I guess, insight on who the hell he's with. I mean, you would know Han. Like, they still don't really describe the woman that Han's with. It's just a woman that no. is there and he's kind of attracted to her. And they really don't, they really don't, are like, oh, here's two Dominican guys for some reason. Uh, or, and they end up in the end, like, somehow Paul Walker fi- like does business with the Dominican guys again. Those guys become, like, staples in the series, too. They do, but they're really just bookend this movie. They're, they're yeah. not barely in the beginning, and then they're, like, a second in the end. And even when they keep popping up in other films, they still are, like, never, like, you still, like, don't know who yeah. they are, what their deal is. They're just always there. They're always yep. arguing with know, each other. You never know a fucking thing about them. <laughs> such, a, such a weird, yeah, such weird characters that keep bringing back, and they still never really, really like, no, like, they almost feel like characters that walk around in the background, and someone's like, you're seeing those guys too, right? Like, oh, I thought I was just going crazy, like, two Dominican guys, and no one <laughs> ever speaks their language, no one ever really talks to them, like, they're just always here. They're in all the films, but, you know, fuck Sookie. We're not going to bring her back. She, she can go fuck her. This is the first movie to have, like, the fun subtitles, I guess. They're not as good, excuse me, as they are in 5 and beyond, where it's just, like, the basic, like, scrolling, floating 
subtext, subtitles, not subtext, subtitles. That appears first in Fast and Furious. I don't, and this is probably the beginning of like the heavy, heavy CG. Like, God, it's a very ugly movie. It re- <laughs> Sorry, Jacob. Jacob yeah. said not to diss this movie. It's a, it's an ugly movie, Jacob. The, the um, initial trying to get fuel stuff it's fun to watch it's like another another train robbery they're like let's just do another train robbery but it again. takes place in like didn't i say it takes place in like what rio or whatever it's in no you're thinking the fourth one this is the dominican we're watching Republic. the fourth one you this is the fourth one yeah, the, f- the fifth the fourth, one okay the fifth 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 one is is uh rio yeah this one is dominican republic which i think is funny because uh I think it's just the short film, but Letty's like, your your Dominican is actually really good, <laughs> good Dom. <laughs> I think that's why he went there, because of his name. Yeah. Anyways, they heist Fuel, which is, it's a ridiculous scene. I don't really know if it's a realistic thing to have a truck pulling five or six. Like six tankers of oil that's going real. downhill. Y- yeah. That's legitimate. <laughs> yeah. It's a road train. It's also the law. Lo- it's the longest downhill of all time. Uh, this is only matched by the airplane runway in six, I think. <laughs> As for like an uh, over dramatic length of road, we don't have those in this country. Those are more like a European and Australian kind of thing. But in a lot of foreign countries, they have road trains because there are large portions of um, land that they don't have train tracks that run across, so they have to haul huge portions of cargo across large portions of land, and so their land is designed instead of the train tracks to haul you know cargo in a train form with trucks well it seems like an accident waiting so, to happen well they're called road trains they they the semis are like set up with these like large extra like guards on the trains so that they can run over shit so that they can hit shit because you know they can't stop as easy and that kind of stuff it makes me think of wages of fear nitroglycerin i got really interested in road trains at one point in my life when I got interested in semis because I was like what the fuck are these so I learned a whole thing about them a long time ago you got interested in semi you got you were reading about this when you were a child no this is my 20s I got really into it you never cared about Optimus Prime no, I like Optimus Prime he's one of my favorite characters <laughs> I believe you uh, I think that this movie falls too heavily on Vin Diesel for some reason it's like trying to be symbolic and it's maybe too melodramatic, you know. Like it just it just tries too hard. I think for the most part, it tries to be cool, and the next movie is so naturally cool. I don't understand. And this is the same director that did three, four, five, right? Three, four, five is all Justin Lin. Yeah. Three. Yeah, he did three, four, five, and How six. How the fuck did he fuck up four so bad? It doesn't feel like the same guy at all. What I thought was interesting was you think it's interesting about justin lynn are you changing the subject well no um i'm not changing the subject but <laughs> you you can but i was just no i uh, it wasn't a rhetorical question i'm just like how did this guy not how did he make all these movies six is okay i don't i don't i think six is pretty it, forgettable because i can yeah. never remember it actually if we'll talk i guess more about it when we get to it but i think a lot of six is things that they couldn't fit into five I feel like when I watched four this time, because I'm having a different viewing experience this time with it all, whereas, like, I don't know, I guess getting to talk about them afterwards is changing my perspective instead of just watching them. So having that conversation is, like, changing, 
how I'm seeing the films when I go into them and stuff, and being able to see this film after watching the first film and having a conversation about it. And I think it's interesting how much this film wants to get back to form with the original film. It's like, all right, we kind of got off track here. Like the second film, we went off and we did something a little bit different. We we had Paul, but we, we got a little bit different. We got way off track with three. Let's get back to like what we think the roots of the series are. We still don't want to like change anything. We want to keep like the lore we created because clearly these films did well enough and people are still interested in this. So we're going to keep all this shit in there, but we don't really actually give a fuck about that stuff. Like we don't want to actually acknowledge that. So let's get back. Do to you form. think though that the series kind of set people up to want it again? Well, what I think the series is doing with this film for is that it says, we know that you guys grew up. So we want to give you a more adult film. So it's like we're giving you basically like <laughs> is that why it sucked? Well, it's like we're giving you the first film but like we're pushing it a little bit harder. So like the action's a little bit more adult, the content's a little bit more adult, the the the, the stuff people says is more adult. You know what I'm saying? Like everything's a little bit more adult in this film. I think they Yeah, they swear in, in it a lot movie. more and they got their they got their one for their PG thirteen. I don't think they succeeded, but I definitely think that you're right a thousand percent that that's what they were trying to do. They because if they thought Paul Walker was too old for the last movie, they're like our audience has it has to be much older now. Because because they took uh, the... they don't I don't know if they know how aging works. <laughs> it's like a ten years. So if you want me to if you want me to go into your your favorite subject, the car culture, just the car culture side of it. Um, this would be the point as well. Lieberman's out, as I said. The series uh, initially starts out as a series focused on car culture, based on sport compact racing. The first film is about sport compact racing. The cars in the film are not muscle cars. The film ends with the surprise of Dom having a muscle car. You know what I mean? Like that's like, oh, and then he's got a muscle car in his shed. It was his dad's car. Like that was kind of like a oh shocker. You know what I mean? The second film throws us a combination of tuner cars and muscle cars, but it's like a half and half film. Third film is all tuner cars because it's Japan. That's like the the film that just like pushes the tuner car stuff to its maximum limit. Universal at this point is like fuck the tuner cars we don't want to deal with the tuner cars anymore they don't they just like throw all the tuner car stuff out and they said with this film we want to focus entirely on muscle cars but the thing is is that they built this series around series about tuner cars and paul walker's character is a tuner car guy like they built the whole character and the fan base of the character is tuners so Paul Walker's character is kind of built and ingrained as a tuner guy. And so it's interesting when you get into this film because this whole film is built around muscle cars and all the cars in the film are muscle cars. But at this stage in the series, they've allowed Paul Walker to essentially remain as the tuner car guy. So like at this point in the series, Paul Walker is the only character from this point on that'll drive like sport compact cars and tuner cars. And they kind of like make jokes about it throughout the series and what have you. And it's like, it's kind of interesting like that you would choose that route when you made an entire series about this kind of racing and Dominic's character was also built around this world of racing. And then you 
completely eliminate that world of racing entirely from the series and then have one character who that's their entire like shtick don't make your car your entire personality because it's like (laughs) now that's his whole character it's really weird yeah here's an interesting thing though like another sorry another road analogy there's a, a fork in the road and this is the point where they decide to continue with like the it's not exactly espionage but instead of sticking with races in other countries, they could have just continued, like you said, going to different places and being more of like a, of a racer respect kind of movie. But they don't. Uh, and I don't know if it's a mistake from all the shit that they have to deal with at the end of Fast and Furious Part 1. But this is kind of where we are really starting our, our globe trotting, I guess. Every movie after this one's like a heist movie, pretty much. Yeah, this other, just a different I kind of heist. I thought that after watching two, that Paul Walker went back to the FBI. No, I wouldn't have thought he went back to FBI either after watching two. <laughs> uh, I also like that this is the first movie with uh, Gal Gadot, and she's just a body. Like, there's no, no, like I kind of. She's, like, not a character. No, and I think when I originally watched this movie, I, I hated it, and I didn't realize that 5 came out, like, two years later or whatever. I thought it was, like, much longer. And when I saw 5, I thought that that was, like, the return. I forgot Han was in 4. I didn't know, remember that Cal Gadot was in 4. I didn't remember where the hell the Dominican guys came from. Uh, I was confused about Han because I was pretty sure he was dead, so I didn't know where the, the time. You're just like, who are all these new yeah, characters? Yeah, yeah. All I remembered is the end of this movie. So, I mean, yeah, this isn't a very memorable movie, but it does feel like it's picking up the pieces. Like they're just like they couldn't figure a better way to get everybody back together again, and they're like, oh, we got to address this stuff. But they, like, they make Dom a detective. He's like get out of here <laughs> where he's like this is nitro meth he licks it or something off the, off the street right he, he visualizes the car wreck he's doing like full-on sherlock reconstruction yeah he's looking for the green torino and like this is the first fast film to utilize the stand on the crime scene and watch the crime scene occur sequences that all of these films will do from this point on this 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 film this film has a, like a lot of firsts. This is also I feel like the uh, the first time we get Dom seemingly having uh, superhuman strength. Like when oh, he yeah. just got Shot that guy the in the back. garage and he and he like he's holding oh. that he's holding up that whole engine over that guy's head by one chain with one hand and he's just like he's like I'll drop it on you and I'm like I don't know that you could really hold that thing. No no no. And it would be funny if he didn't if head. he didn't grab it enough time to smash that guy. I forgot about that and. That is a cool moment, and that's probably what it was. We're like, that was so cool. But at the end of the movie, he gets shot in the back, and he just, just acts like, annoyed. Yeah. He's just, like, mildly annoyed that he got shot. Oh, yeah. As someone who was friends, as Paul Walker's friend, who had been dealing with him for an entire film, I wonder if he was shocked when he saw that his friend came back from wherever he came from and suddenly had all these superhuman abilities. Yeah, yeah. Where? Because he seriously, he Because he also did you get, these? Did you get looked him in the at Dominican him Republic? whenever these things would happen, and kind of this astonishment, like Dom. 
Yeah, Paul Walker these, at the end like, of this is like dead, like, dead when he has to get out of the car. Oh, Paul Walker is also kind of superhuman in this too because the moment when he grabs that guy's ankle so Dom can run him over, but then somehow also doesn't get hit by the car. Hit himself. He somehow yeah. survives. He's got he's got the speed. Dom's got the power. Yeah, that's why I said he's fast and furious. That's that's the two of them. Yeah, that's that's their dynamic. Interestingly enough, this is the last film to feature Walker in a proper R34 GTR Skyline and Sayonara. But in my opinion, because we talked about we were talking about before, this is the best looking R34 Skyline in the entire series. I do agree. I thought that that this was like my favorite version Absolutely of it stunning. that I saw in Drive. Like one of the best looking Skylines, and it's a shame because like it seems like it's a bit wasted in this film because it's such a good looking car like so good and i was gonna say as well with the other films remember i said this is the point in culture when everything gets like bright and colorful and this is the point when we start doing this because of the first three films this is the point in culture where everybody gets sick of bright and colorful shit and they get tired of everything being that and so the car culture now is like no more neon, no more stickers on the car, no more graphics. Everything is now muted and subtle. So Walker's car is an example of what the modern tuner culture would have been in that moment, which is I want I want Paul Walker's job where he can just like you said he's the he's the tuner and he just has his pick at like whatever cars that they have. I'd like to know, you know yeah. or what whatever. he possibly and, was doing with three skylines that he was able to just stick them all together to create whatever the fuck he wanted. We've learned after the third movie that you can stick whatever together and make a car. Yeah, you just. What's he just doing with the R35? I'm like the R35 is like completely want. not compatible with anything that he's doing. But sure, okay. That's for delivering pizzas. Yeah. What have you? I also I also have to point out he says shut up for the third time in his three movie run. Uh, like I felt like it's a catch like a that's his catchphrase catch that they're trying to make work. Yeah. <laughs> Got to make sure if you see it in uh, in five. I have one more weird interesting fact that I wanted to share with you about these films. As long as it's interesting. Um, I meant to share it in the third film, but I forgot. But it comes up again in this one real quick. You know how in all the films you see stickers on all the cars that say Veilside? Okay, yeah. so Veilside is a Japanese body kit tuning house company. They basically do like mostly exterior panels and wheels and stuff for cars and what have you. So when 9-11 happened, 9-11... Whoa. Yeah, I know. We're getting heavy here. 9-11 really crippled the um, tuning industry, and not just in America, but all over the world. Veilhouse is a Japanese company, and um, when it, 9-11 happened, it actually really crippled the Japanese tuning industry. A lot of major like tuning houses went under really well-known companies and stuff like that. And Veilside was one of the companies that 9-11 really knocked around hard, like it almost completely went under. And if it wasn't for the Fast and the Furious franchise, Veilside would single-handedly have gone bankrupt. So if it wasn't for Veilside's stickers being in these films, and if it wasn't for Han's RX-7 being featured in Tokyo Drift, and if it wasn't for, in this movie, if you notice, Brian's seats are Veilside seats in the car, and all this kind of stuff. If it wasn't for, th- he also had a lot more Nos, Nos the drink. Yeah, I was gonna say he always had. No- 
He ran past an <laughs> yeah. to drink, and he had an to drink in his car, although it was unopened. I, I was going to say, the other relationship that these films have when it comes to sponsorships is NOS. I was going to say NOS is serious sponsorship, these guys. So Valeside and NOS are the two biggest sponsorships that the Fast and the Furious franchise seems to carry through them throughout the entire series. But um, I take that back. The can is not open, but it is open when he needs to throw his uh, tracking device that he can easily rip out of his car into the can. Of There's Nos. also Nos advertisements on the wall of the apartment building that he's running through. Yeah, like, when he runs, when yeah. he's chasing that first yeah, guy. Like, yeah, he runs that There's nonstop Nos. Nos advertisements throughout this entire film. A lot of people jump in through glass windows, too. That was interesting that, like, a very, very small, independently owned Japanese tuning house was able to still be alive today if it wasn't for the Fast and the Furious franchise, all because of these movies. These movies single-handedly saved, like, one Japanese company. So, They also saved one actor. Which one? Vin Diesel. They they sure fucking did. (laughs) We can get into that later. Do you want me to ask my question about Vin Diesel for you now? Because it might yeah, if you it, have it a might question, be, it, it yeah, might be relevant here. I I want to know because I don't know the details on it, and I said I wasn't going to look it up, so I'm just going to ask you: How does he end up with the contract that he has or deal that he has with these movies? Because like he has like J.K. Rowling level control over Fast and the Furious. Like he makes all the creative control he has all the money he has all the power he has all the i think he became a producer on this one i think that's where like yeah he he did he definitely didn't have it in the first three. i think it's there's no way he had it in the first three uh, yeah well i also feel like his other his other franchises are probably not doing well and they can't get off the ground riddick and triple x were his people want, want him to come back to fast and furious and maybe maybe of a huge push to make this movie maybe some of it came out of his mon- out of his own pocket to make this movie because i know he do- yeah he's done that with like the riddick movies like he's he's financed those partially himself to get those mm, yeah and this was successful and then he probably became executive producers with him and paul walker and now he i would assume mostly single-handedly owns it because he is the final say on he's every fast and furious he's got the final say yeah. on everything yeah, he does because like when we get to it uh, justin lynn gets fired from the 10th movie and there's like video footage of him being with like vin diesel by him and he's like i'm having so much yeah. fun it sounds like he's about to get shot off camera or something <laughs> but yeah everyone always seems to have i i mean i know he's a difficult actor to work with a lot of people don't like him. A lot of people have problems with him. And now if he's in control, like, what the hell do you say to this guy, you know? But I just, it's interesting that he ended up in control of the series because it wasn't his series, like, at all. And you can tell it wasn't his in the first three films. And then this is the one where he definitely ends up in control. And you can definitely see, like, where his, like, hand starts to kind of graze across it a little bit more. It's definitely this movie is the the first one because everything is, like, overemphasizes how great Dom is or, like, like the necklace stuff and, like, there's so many shots of him, like, where they vaguely mention Letty, who dies in the beginning of the, or, I don't know, dies off camera kind of in this movie. And they yeah. just bring up, like, Letty, and he looks sad. Like, I don't know. If this happens, like, three times 
in the movie. <laughs> I don't know. There's so many things in this movie that are just that they do. Like, they do like weird things. I, I, the other weird thing they keep doing with that is when he's like, uh, it feels like it's it's always it's supposed to be like him and Gal Gadot hooking up in this movie, and then he's like, it's like, what kind of lady do you like? He's like, a tough lady that gets grease on her hands, and she's like, that doesn't sound like me, and he's like, it doesn't, and then just like walks away, and I was like, oh okay, well that was very weird that they did that. Yeah, it was weird because it's but, like. Her character is only there to be in the Dom and nothing else, really. Like, she's obviously the assistant or, like, working under the villain, but her scenes are so dull that she's just like, I'm into you. And he's like, well, I'm not into you. (laughs) Yeah, 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 well, I'm not into you, so, okay, and then just leaves. Kelly Letty was a good opportunity for them. I think I think the way that they handled her in the film was well done. I think no. the stuff with her was fine, and I think her being gone builds the character to introduce different female characters and stuff like that into the series. I don't. I know I said I'm not a fan of Rodriguez. Well, they have to kill off. They have to kill off of one of the female characters to let another one right. in. <laughs> we exactly. can't have too many at the same time. Wouldn't want to pass that Bechdel uh, I honestly test. Didn't like. <laughs> I I think they could have like. If they wanted to have a detective story, uh, maybe start with her getting killed off in a mysterious way, like where you can't really see who does it. You know, as opposed to the the opening scene is cool on paper, but we kind of have already seen this. You know what I mean? Well, I definitely don't think the way that they bring her back is better than the way that they've dealt with her now. I'm like, just leave it at this point. Like... I, I know I'm jumping ahead, but like when we get like when we start bringing characters back in this series is when this stuff just starts getting absolutely ridiculous. No, it's it's already absolutely ridiculous. There just isn't people coming <laughs> back at this point. But yeah, they they have this opening scene with her. She's with him. They're robbing these gas trucks. She almost dies. He saves her, and then he leaves her in the middle of the night with his like this necklace gets passed around like thirty times in a ten minute span in this movie. He leaves his cross with her and and a bunch of money like a like she <laughs> like she's a hoe. Here, <laughs> like here, just have a stack of money to <laughs> deal with my problems. Uh, anyways, but then she they're like his sister calls and's like, yeah, Letty's dead. And I'm like, this seems so weird that you had her in the movie, and then you basically kill her off camera. I don't know. Isn't this around the time that she? was going to rehab i don't know i know you don't like michelle rodriguez you seem to know more about her rehab than we do i i don't <laughs> i don't know about her personal problems or what was going on because like she got kicked off the lost for being like a problem so like when her character and lost was killed off her and the other girl who was also killed had gone on a bender and that's why they got kicked off the show because they were out who's the other person remember the blonde her character, the there was the blonde that was trying to hook up with Hurley, and her character just gets killed in the show. Oh, she's on daytime television. She's on like General Hospital or Libby. Yeah, so that character and Michelle Rodriguez oh, yeah. went out one night. Like the actress and Michelle Rodriguez went out and were like just trashed, and they like were out on some sort of drunk driving, what have you, charges, and they like they basically like were kicked right off the show they were like nope we're not having this like you guys are out so they killed their characters on the show like instantly and that's why both those characters on the show like died like really really fast because they had planned more with libby they had planned like a larger story arc for her and 
curly, and they were like... Theirs felt pretty natural. Uh, Mr. Echoes was fucking weird. They had a lot of problems with that guy, and he just seemed to be the most built-up character to suddenly die in, like, the beginning of the third season. They had a lot of problems on that show, anyway. But, like, I'm just saying, um, when you were talking about Michelle Rodriguez, uh, yeah, she's notorious for drug and alcohol problems throughout her career, and uh, I don't know if this was another one of those times when that was creeping back up on her that they needed to you gotta you gotta you gotta back your women up you can't be against i wasn't being against her i'm just saying i don't know if this was one of those times in her career where they needed her to step back and do that or not that's all i'm just asking not not, i'm not trashing someone people have addiction problems they can have problems they can get cured it is what it is addiction is an illness you know I think that might be why she wasn't in the series for a minute, and I think she gets her shit together and then comes back for six, basically, is what they do. But I I don't really like the whole idea, like, I don't really like the idea of killing Han and bringing him back either, either despite the fact that I like the actor and I like the character. There's a lot of great characters that you guys have in the series that you could have brought back, but it's you don't. It's really funny. Stuff's like, it, isn't he alive again? Because she's seen nine. And I'm like, well, he's dead, and this movie takes place before he dies, but he definitely comes back from the dead too. Some, some <laughs> undetermined time, like that, that was the weirdest. Like, that's the weirdest way to go from straight from three into this one, and no one like. The only thing you can tell is that it happens at some vague time before Tokyo Drift, because they're like referring to, like, yeah, that he's like never been to Japan before, like. Like, oh, I hear they yeah. do crazy stuff in mm-hmm. Japan. Like, I've never been. Like, I should go there. And it's like, what? Like, yeah, it's like the weirdest. Like, does this movie, is this a prequel to Tokyo Drift? Mm-hmm. Like, what? I'm, I'm lost. Like, how'd they get to this I point? hear Japan's <laughs> got a good car scene. <laughs> I, I didn't think it was a prequel. I was, like, thinking that he didn't die. I was just, like, mistaken right. that he died. Like, and you're, like, misremembering. Yeah, like, I was just like, like oh, maybe, maybe he didn't maybe die in that movie. I don't know. <laughs> This movie definitely, like, when you look at the first three films, no color, like, at all. It's such a washed-out film, like... I think, too, I think, too, like, too much of the stuff happens at night. Like, there's not, like, really any... Not a lot of the action happens during the day, which... That, I think, is, like, why I like 2 so much is... Yeah, again, they, like, actually let you see the cars during the daylight hours where you could really see those colors pop and see all the stuff they were doing this is like no put like 90 percent of the stuff in the i think dark, it's interesting so too where so many films that we talk about from this time period like use a lot of like um filters that use a lot of like um oranges and reds and stuff like that they kind of do for dominican but, republic but like this like... movie uses a lot of like gray and blue like the the filters on this movie are all like blues and grays. Like there's a lot of like heavy blues and heavy grays throughout the entire thing. It always looks like it's like Seattle. It's like they put the Seattle filter on it. Like hey, you got to remember too. You brought when you brought up the red Chevelle and you're like Tom's color's black and I'm like it's red. There's another red car. You, no, I thought about that. Cars. You're right because Dom has three red cars. He's got the RX-7. He's got the red Chevelle and then he's got the Superbird that he'll have in the later movie. That's his three red cars. But then at the same time, I still stand by with Brian's cars all being blue from this point on. He's pretty much the neon colors because he's like, he's he's green. He's he like starts orange, out with the he's green blue, and orange, he's silver. He pretty much sticks to he pretty much sticks to blue from this. I've noticed on. that if he's driving a Mitsubishi, it's green because his Eclipse and his um, Evo are green. 
but then you know if he's driving a um, nissan it's blue i think the reason this one's like it's it's almost dead center in the series not now now that they've they've gone further <laughs> but this one uh it just doesn't none of the none of the driving scenes are like memorable at all and i feel like that's like that's i, I don't even think this movie's bad as like a like story wise it's not the best it's the repeating a lot of stuff from from the first couple movies but it's just like what are the big driving scenes there's like the the test to get into the, the gps thing that's to get very the i thought thing. that race yeah. was good the race that's like yeah just it's it's okay it's probably the best that race, race is in also the movie, and it's, but it's not that good to the race from two yeah that was that was a little more yeah which again it's like they're they just keep repeating like the, the opening but then also the like it was not is, as good as the race from two because movie. it's like a throwback to the race from two but like a less colorful more violent less fun it's yeah it's in the dark yeah. you can't see anything you can't tell what most of the people are doing dom's just scowling at everybody that's driving next to him then your it other should thing be cooler that, too because uh, they're just they're, they didn't clear the road for the first time. It's literally uh, yeah they're driving down the streets on the wrong side of the road and everything. But it's like only a, yeah like a couple car accidents happen with a couple of yeah. those guys. And then your other big car scenes are in the in that tunnel. The tunnel is they do that twice, ugly. And, the, and the tunnel's the worst because you can't figure no. out where anyone's at, like what they're doing. It's all, all you're seeing is just these cars in this terribly narrow, confined space, and it's just like, are they near right. each other? Like, like Dom, are they, exactly. Are they where are they at? I have Dom no and Brian seem I, close I together the, at the end, but somehow Dom ends up way far behind him. They're completely separated. Yeah, I'm just like, what am I? What am I watching here? Like, where I are they at? I really love doing? the scene when Dom opens the door to his car and just reaches over and pulls the other guy out of his car and gets in his car and just lets <laughs> yeah. his car just smash into the wall. And I'm like, well, so much for your charger that you just spent all this time rebuilding, but that's okay because you yeah. got the f bomb now. But like, those are like your three big driving scenes, and they're not like. That, that no. they're not that good or that interesting they're, then the rest of the movie is yeah. just like some small generic action well it's also scenes like and... the tunnels too kind of hurt because beyond the ugly CG of the tunnels that doesn't even look like they're in real tunnels uh, no. there's not any shots that they can really show like wide shots about like what's going on in, in this entire race or like racing through the tunnel and again like you said it's dark it's not well lit. It's a poor reuniting of Dom and Brian. There should be, as you said, more racing, more opportunities for them to have throwback it's lines. It's very cartoony, too. Because there's like not enough throwback lines from the other series. There's not enough of those moments. They don't need throwback lines. They need to become their own thing. I do think they do a good job of reuniting Brian and the sister, Dom's sister. I think that that's done Mia. Yeah, I forget her name. All you got to remember the female characters' names. Nah, they're not relevant in these movies. You know, women don't matter. They are. <laughs> he he. Remember, she was first. Dom was a bonus. I think it's sad that Mia has like literally <laughs> one of the best cars in the series, and they did fuck all with it. Cause she drives an NSX, and I'm like, that's fucking sick. I'm like, who gives a shit that she drives an NSX There's, though? Oh, this is also the movie where she says, 
something about Dom, you're my only brother. So I'm like waiting to see. <laughs> yeah. I like, I did, I wanted to rewind that moment because I wasn't like, I, I just like wasn't paying attention close enough, but I thought that's what she, I thought she said, yeah. like, like, yeah, Dom, I need you. You're my only that's brother. That's exactly what and she said. I, I thought more about the, how later on it's going to be like, don't forget about our other. The only thing I can think like, of oh, is like, no. if they disown him, what? <laughs> I think that's probably what they say. I think I think that is how they phrase it in when they bring his character back is someone says like says like he was he was dead to us yeah. or something like that. Like yeah, they just they just act like he doesn't exist well, anymore and it's like that's that's why we said he's my only it's brother. It's really funny too because in the first movie they mentioned the accident with the dad and him and Dom beating the guy with the wrench or whatever. And then this one, you know, you're my only brother, Dom. And now they <laughs> They give him a brother, and they like basically rewrite. They retcon the whole the whole scene, I guess. Essentially, yeah. everything that we've been told. But yeah, that's a that's a good one too. Oh, I like the FBI looking for him. He's just in the fucking garage <laughs> of his house. So, so Brian's Subaru that he has at the end of the film that he crashes, rolls out of the tunnel. They were given that for the movie. Like Subaru is like here here's a car you can use this in your fast and the furious movies and the fast and the furious people are like thanks what the fuck we're gonna do with this they're just like oh we're gonna wreck this thing when they were like trying to figure out what the fuck to do for cars for the movie because they had that subaru they were like ah give it to brian i guess at the end of the movie or whatever all they did was shoehorn that subaru into the end of the film just to exactly like you said crash it they didn't know what to do with it and they had it and because subaru gave it to them they needed to like figure out how to fit it in there just for like sponsorship moments and all that kind of shit so that's the only reason that car's in the movie there's a lot of cast in here too from like you know i noticed from other shows like eli from boardwalk empire and mother's milk from the boys which he's way better in the boys than he is in this he's like a stereotypical bad guy the main villain these movies like up up to this point like between too fast and this one the villains are i don't know i feel like at least in at least cole hauser and too fast too furious was like kind of he was like kind of like more playing up the over the top crazy Mm -hmm. like like you don't know man i'll i'll kill somebody like i'll 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 have a rat chew this guy (laughs) up like he was at least like kind of being like silly and and interesting like this this movie has like just an even worse villain where and it's another one of those we we know this guy's a bad guy, but we've we have no clue who he is. We've never seen him before in our life, so we have no clue who he is. And I'm like, you know who like the the most wanted guy in the world is like this huge drug dealer, and the fact that they're like, we're gonna have to run their prints by hand. And I'm like, what? Mm-hmm. Like that we have to sit there and search for every fingerprint, and then it comes back with that picture, and they're like, they're like, wait, that's the guy we've seen before. And I'm like, you you so somebody's had this guy's name somewhere, and like you already knew who he was, but. Yeah, yeah, you had to search for his fingerprints by hand, and it took you like three weeks to it figure out who this guy is. It would have been better if, like, the real guy running it wasn't because they don't know what he looks like, but just because they didn't know that there was somebody above that person. That's what they should have done. Uh, yeah, something like that. It was, yeah, it was, it was, it was weird the way they. Yeah, he's like, he's like the most stereotypical generic uh, bad guy that just isn't None interesting of the bad at all. Guys in this movie are very good. I thought what was really funny, not to keep no. going back to the Subaru. I like when they're in the impound lot and he like goes to Dom he's like hey you you owe me a 10 second car because he blew up his skyline 
and then he just goes over to this fucking Subaru and he knocks out the window goes here and I'm like first of all they just drove into that police impound lot and he knows that this guy is a cop second of all that's not a 10 second car but, he, but he's but he's more a criminal than I don't a cop. I'm like it's like and second of all I'm like that's not a 10 second car I'm like you know that's not a 10 second car I'm like it's a four cylinder Subaru I'm like you just like walked up to any car in the parking lot and we're like here and I'm like the fuck on like, any car a dom deems a 10 second car is a 10 second it's car. a fucking it's got a body kit on it so that means it's a fucking 10 second car I'm like you gotta be yes. kidding me I'm like this is like yep. the least like, like it's this not a ten second car unless you spend like about hundred thousand dollars on it, and even then it wouldn't uh, be a ten second car. I also car. love the GPSs in this movie that they gave the people that were the garments, <laughs> like the largest yeah. things of all. Their, their magic garments. It's so weird seeing all the flip phones and stuff still being used in these movies. All the Nextel shit. That stuff's so crazy. Oh yeah, the chirp. That scene where Dom like opens the thing and calls Letty and finds out that. She's been working Brian, with Brian. Yeah. It's so it's so fun. It's a good scene. And they just end it with like she wanted to for you, Dom. Yeah. I feel like yeah, I feel like that was already Vin Diesel trying to rewrite the story to make his character way more interesting. Important. Mm-hmm. Yeah, interesting, important, what however you want to phrase it. Fun fact, the Lancer Evolution and the Subaru Impreza STI are two cars who have been in a hardcore rivalry against each other in the rally circuit for years. They've had like a bitter rivalry against each other. So the fact that Brian drove a Evo and an STI in like two of these films, they should have done something more with that because they were doing the tuning scene stuff, but they didn't do anything with it. That was is not a fun fact. The fact's put me to sleep, man. It's this is fun to the tuners. <laughs> ah, that's interesting. I was like, when I saw that, I was like, they should have done something with that. But I know most tuner people probably thought the same thing. But literally, the most exciting part of this movie is a tease. It's the end of the movie where, you know, Dom finally gives himself up to do the right thing, I guess. And it's really funny because it's like he's there to do the right thing, but it doesn't work out in his favor. Like nothing that he did impresses the judge, <laughs> and so they're like, "Fuck it, we'll just break him out of prison." And I do like. The, the fact that, you know, they show up three cars, although they have to kind of really work who the hell's in those other cars since they've killed off people. Right. Um, <laughs> but I do like the three cars show up, and it's reminiscent of, you know, the beginning of the very first movie. And I just like, they don't have to show anything. It's a really good moment where Dom just has that look on his face like, alright, my people are here for me. And that's it. You don't see anything. They literally just race in front of the camera and then credits come up it's a beautiful thing yeah that's it that's the most exciting part it gets excited it literally gets exciting and then the movie yeah i kind of agree with you there honestly i don't even know if i would say that he gets revenge in like a satisfying way against luddy who gets revenge when he kills the guy he's i mean he runs that guy over Mm. pretty hard that's what we wanted from the second movie remember when we were talking about too fast too furious i'm like they just needed to land that car on the guy to crush (laughs) yeah to to crush the villain with the car yeah you have to kill a guy on top of him i do like that meme where they're like let's (laughs) let's please have a villain who's not even interested in cars he's so disinterested in cars that (laughs) dom doesn't even know how to handle him Did you like Brian Skyline more in this movie or in the second film 
Justin. I, I did like the solid blue look in this one. I thought that was a, a pretty sick look. So I have, I have a fun fact for you that you'll appreciate. Do you know what the nickname of the Skyline is? Is that that thing you texted no, me? No. The nickname of the Skyline is probably the O'Connor. No. Uh, the Skyline's nickname is Godzilla. Oh. Nice. Because it was so completely unfair in racing that it was... <laughs> I like I can, <laughs> I can see Chuck taking a picture of his cat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I can perfectly see the cat in his That's photo. That's great. In his phone. <laughs> hey, man. You got you to gotta get those cat shots when you can. Like, if the... it's just, do, just always doing funny stuff over there. If we were shooting a movie, that would be... The, that is the perfect angle. You could perfectly see what was on your phone and everything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah the, the skyline um was banned from auto racing because it was um so bullshit it was so unfair it had this all-wheel drive system in it that made it basically like impossible to beat um it's not really designed for going off-road that's not what the the um all-wheel drive system does it pulls the car basically like if you go into a corner and it feels like the wheel sliding in any one particular spot the computer will make the wheel grab so yeah so basically it feels like the car is going through the corner and like grabbing so it feels like it's constantly compensating at all times and they say that it has this almost unhuman feel like unnatural in every considerable way it's considered to be the greatest driving car ever created basically um it's it's a masterpiece of auto work is that what we're supposed to be getting then is that what chuck's car is going to be the skyline this this Chuck deserve a skyline? Can he handle a skyline? Well, that's... I don't know if I can handle that. Well, Handling it and deserving it are two different things, though. But, uh... Does that piece of shit deserve that? Can he even afford one? I mean, they're like... Do you know how much those go for now? Like, I'm not even kidding. Like, not even a Brian's grade skyline. Just a skyline. An R34 skyline, unmodified right now. An average price on those, $350,000 just for one. I've seen them go for five hundred thousand dollars. Oh no! Like, they're we can't afford. We're gonna yeah. have to find whatever the new skyline's gonna yeah, be. Yeah, you can get one of those for around. A, <laughs> We're gonna have to get ahead of the curve. You can get one of those for like a hundred grand, like off the lot, like no problem. But yeah, so um, because the car was Chuck's gonna get a souped-up Honda Civic. We're gonna have to go take it back because it was so unfair in racing, and because it was so unstoppable, it basically earned the moniker Godzilla because it was an unstoppable monster. And from that day, the R34 has forever been known as Godzilla. Cool. But it also, when you look at the Fast and the Furious franchise, Brian's car is completely unfair. There are no other cars that Brian races that he should be able to not beat. Like, there's no car that Brian should not That's why Dom cheats. Also, that's why Dom cheats. Here's a funny fact the Skyline can't really drive in the desert. Like, it wasn't really designed for any of the desert driving stuff they did at all so the skyline that they have for all their driving in the desert sequences it's actually a dune buggy that they made a fiberglass shell that looks like a skyline and they just put it on top of a dune buggy so it's not even a real it makes a hundred percent sense like the whole ending like everything with the caves and stuff the border doesn't make a lick of sense like you're telling like People talk about underground borders all the time. There's no way there's car-sized underground, you know, yeah. tunnels. No way. I actually, like, 
Also, also, why didn't they collapse the tunnel? They had perfect opportunity. Right. They, I'm like, I, I just thought that it would have collapsed by how many things they hit. Support being All the support. Yeah, I thought it here. did. Like, I remember when I watched this movie, I thought that that end sequence was them racing through the cave while it collapsed behind them, and that they shoot out of the cave while it collapses. Like, I thought that was how that sequence went. Yeah. But I guess it doesn't. I guess they just, like you said, they just drive through it. Will they smash it to shit? So apparently, so no one can go back into the cave, go through the cave because there's a pile up of cars. But Dom's charger's in the cave, right? He he abandoned it, right? I wouldn't even go so far as to say he abandoned yeah. it. He blew it up. Well, he jumped out of it, and it and and, it, and it's in the caves. At at the end of this movie, it's still apparently in this cave. Yeah. How does he get it? We're gonna pay attention. How the hell does he get this car back? That's what you need. The, a new he short. Couldn't film. possibly have he's gotten gonna, it he's back. Make another yeah. one. Because even, even when he abandoned it, the the level of destruction that it would have been in, I mean, it blew up. Did it still have? Did it still have his cross hanging in it? Oh God, who knows? That's cr- yeah, right. I forgot. He, yeah, he does have it like hanging from the rearview mirror. Yeah, I, I don't know. That cross is the ugliest fucking thing I've ever seen. It looks so yeah. It looks so cheap and tacky. So it doesn't ugly. even look like it looks like he got like it from like yeah, Paxson or exactly something like what that it one time. Like. It kind of. It kind of fits because he's well. I mean, he was robbing DVD trucks, but I felt that you know he wasn't a very rich person, so I could see it being not just, meant to be expensive. It, when I was in high school, I had a similar necklace, but it was a weed leaf. Oh my god! It was something. It, <laughs> it was something that I bought at the cent- That's cent- somehow even so worse. Sad, What's yeah. that? Oh, it's funny because it was ch- it was cheap. And I think after like a month, it started to get discolored yeah, oh so yeah. easily, oh like yeah. the oxidation yeah, or whatever. That's so funny. <laughs> I remember I wore that to school, and the teacher told me to put it in my shirt, like it was a bad thing. I don't know. Yeah, Dom's necklace looks like some shit that like a, a Mexican gangbanger would wear. Like it really does. I still am like, where where did you get this shit? Like I guess that's what it's supposed to be, though, isn't it? Because like, what is Dom supposed to be? Is he supposed to be like? Hispanic? You're not supposed to ask. He's he's. I think Dom is supposed to be ambiguous. Yeah, like vaguely Italian, <laughs> Hispanic, <laughs> half black. Maybe I can't tell. Like, I mean, I guess he would be Italian overall. But he's always listening uh, to Puerto Rican uh, hip hop, like constantly. Well, that's a, a, that's a that's a quiet. Yeah, he's always taste. going to like the Dominican Republic, Cuba. Like he's always going to these like Latin countries. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then it's like. Then it's like you look at his sister, and she's very whitish. So it's like, yeah, I'm like, I don't know. And then, uh, spoiler alert: John Cena's his brother, who get, we're getting even more whiter with the rest of <laughs> yeah, his family. Really, so really it's like, white. it's like, yeah, like why, like, like what are what they Italian? Are they? None of them they look seem like, Italian to me. But well, Toretto, Toretto, uh, I think is Italian, right? It sounds very, yeah. it sounds very Italian. Like the sister looks Italian. I'm like, I'll go Italian before. I, I mean, go. and he's wearing a, ch- a like a big chain. That <laughs> feels pretty yeah. Italian too. That's that's the only get, way you can tell we're these characters. We have to get this guy in got... a Fiat. We have to get him in a Fiat. Yeah. I mean, the muscle car side of it makes sense too when you go with the Italians. They like that shit. He should have had a mustache. This is ridiculous. Right. A lot of missed opportunities in this movie. The Italian stallion. <laughs> yeah. Tommy guns. <laughs> well, they do bring a lot of guns in later. For now, they're pretty much. I, I know you saw it, but there's a trailer now for Twisted Metal, the show on Peacock. 
mildly and excited. Anthony Mackie driving around with the the guns on his car just makes me think it's like you know Fast and Furious isn't too far off from exactly what Twisted Metal is besides not being like as violent and more for kids. But they're just like let's let's strap guns onto the <laughs> the cars and we'll just fight with our cars. They won me over by by having Anthony Mackie and then playing If You Steal My Sunshine. I'm like, mm, <laughs> yeah, okay. Because <laughs> it's so 90s. It was nice to know Anthony Mackie's that. I know Nev Campbell's in it. Is she really? Yeah, I don't know what she plays. Because, like, don't get me wrong. Sweet Tooth. She, she's Sweet Tooth. I, I, have very, <laughs> I have very low expectations for this show. Like, I've been following them making this for, like, what, like, almost 15 years now? I'm like, I thought this shit would have, like, never happened and the fact that it even came out like the trailer looked all right the poster's extremely ugly poster's terrible uh, yeah it's probably one of the hardest harder stories to make work i mean we'll see it doesn't have to be it should have been a film it shouldn't have been a move a tv show but whatever no it had to be a tv show you have a lot of, of different characters you got to get into. Uh, they're not rich enough to make a tv show out of and it depends on how you go about it and what you're choosing to do and what games you go into if you exactly what are you talking about stick then? with the first game it's not rich enough but it depends on what you do well it's probably only like eight episodes anyways it's not like it's a 20 episode series i'm a huge twisted metal fan it's like my favorite game series but i doesn't seem like it you're like less runtime please I swear to god <laughs> i love twisted metal but i prefer less twisted do metal. you know how to talk to me and not fuck with me like so you're just like not capable of that in any way <laughs> <laughs> you seem pretty awake now i think we're good now uh i don't really think that there's anything else in this movie that's worth mentioning no besides i guess via the end of the movie i don't think paul walker's gonna work with the fbi again or whatever <laughs> but maybe i don't know maybe they bring him back yeah yeah there was not really anything that indicated to me after two that he was gonna be working with the fbi again no, because he built up his his uh, racer lifestyle, underground racing lifestyle, and right. you don't think that now he's just off the radar of the cops that he he's just going to be having some misdemeanors. As a matter of fact, yeah, that. you're you're right. He he ends the film with Tyrese pulling up his shirt and showing that he has a wad of cash for him and his buddy to <laughs> go fuck off and do what they want with. Uh, figure him and. Tyrese are going to go street race and hang they, out with Taj. They, and... they need another short film where they blow through that money in one night. <laughs> yeah, we need, we need so many short films to set up. To and set then, up what's and going then somewhere on. between him hanging out with all of his buddies in Miami and like street racing in this bright, colorful environment, we get to he's running around in gray blue LA smashing through windows parkouring across the city trying to work for the FBI I'm like where the fuck did any of this come in like that feels like more of like where we got to after the first film and the second film almost didn't happen in a lot of ways like I feel like they want me to forget that the second film didn't happen and that the third film did happen though but then how did he get uh, with the it, FBI it is, it is very pit it's picking and choosing, I guess. I, I swear there was probably people like, this doesn't make sense. And Vin Diesel's like, well, tough. It's got to. Yeah, probably. 
Um, I guess we're wrapping up our episode. I don't uh, know. The Chuck Leaf. We lost him or he left, which I, just knowing Chuck, I'm sure it's not an accident. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> we could be done here. We can be done here. It's fine. Uh, just cut all this crap out. We'll I'll add him being like, that's our show. Yeah. Or, you know, that crap that I just keep adding. Yeah. But, um, yeah, uh, we'll be back next week with the fa- uh, Fast Five and the f- uh, Fast and Furious Six. Thanks for listening. Fast, fast, f- wait, what? Fast Five and Fast and Furious Six. <sighs> okay. All right. Did I not say it right the first time? No, you. I really had to slow it down. I was like, you, you did, but I was. I, I, you're, you're fine. You're good. You're good. Bye. Yeah, that's great. That's great. We'll just end it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Bye. Thanks for listening. We're not half. We're not even halfway through the movies yet. Hopefully, you're enjoying them. are Cinema Demore. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter to stay up to date with news and information on upcoming episodes. Find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, Amazon Music, Audible, Pandora, Alexa, or iHeartRadio. It would be greatly appreciated if you subscribe to our podcast on your platform of choice. We also appreciate feedback, so rate us, review us, and let us know what you think. And above all else, thank you for listening.